Well, good morning, good morning, and good morning, boys and girls, citizens of all ages. Welcome in to the Power Hour, part of the morning show here, Planet Radio 106.7. Hey, Isabel, good morning. She commented on the Facebook Live. Remember, we got the Facebook Live video. If you want to watch along, you can. If not, you don't have to. You can keep listening to the radio. But we do have live video on our Planet Radio 106.7 Facebook page. And also, I take that, and we have a Planet Power Hour podcast. So if you want to check that out and you want to subscribe, it is on, uh, let's see, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and, and Google Podcasts. But we have the video version on Spotify. So that's one of the reasons why I go live on Facebook. It's not really to get more people watching. I mean, it's cool if you go and watch. That's awesome. But since I'm so busy, it helps me kill like eight birds with, with one stone. Because they get to create some video content and then do the morning show. It's just, and it just all rolls into one. I get to take this, put it in a podcast. And yeah, I mean, it just helps. That's it. Brent, what's up? Good morning. Well, what's happening on the Power Hour this morning? Well, we're going to visit our question of the day, which is LSU or Alabama. Going to talk just a little football. National Sandwich Day today. So there was a documentary coming up about the rise of Armand Mondo Duplantis. Mondo. Time change on Sunday. How do you feel about politics? How do you think people around the United States feel about politics? Jury decides Sam Bankman Freed's fate. That's the cryptocurrency dude who was funneling money for the Democratic. Uh, hey, I don't know. He was doing some wrong stuff. I'm sorry. I've been watching too many conspiracy theory videos. My bad. Uh, part of our bro, you knew that? What's Shaggy's real name? Got a couple uh-uh stories. One, a man driving a forklift arrested after a slow chase through a park. There's a new Beatles song, too. Just a little talk about the Middle Easters coming up. There's something coming up today. Where some are saying couldn't mean a lot about what's going on between Israel and Hamas. A dad says that his kids got sauce packets while trick-or-treating. Who gossips more, men or women? And the other uh-uh story today, a woman arrested after running onto the tarmac at an airport. I will tell you why. It's all coming up on the Power Hour. But again, if you're listening, thank you. You can listen on the radio. Planet Radio 106.7. We got streaming audio at listentotheplanet.com. We have our apps. If you don't have our app yet, if you're out of the area, you're on vacation, you're out for work, you want to listen to Planet Radio, download the app, search Listen to the Planet, App Store and Google Play. And then also we are on the iHeart platform and we're on TuneIn Radio. Both those platforms, search Listen to the Planet. And then with Alexa, you got to do this. First, you have to enable the Planet Online skill. Then you say, Alexa, play the Planet Online. If you have an Alexa, I know you're very familiar with that. If you just say, Alexa, play Planet Radio, you probably will get another Planet Radio. Brent, what's up? Good morning. Dane, good morning. If you're watching the Facebook Live, I have my LSU shirt on that Blake Mesh bought me, sent me in the mail, said I was wearing too much Cajuns gear. So in honor of LSU Alabama, I have my LSU shirt on today. Here you go. Can't say I'm a hater, man. I mean, it burns a little bit more on my skin than Vermilion and White. But, hey, look, got it, supporting. Do, do I hope the Tigers win? Absolutely. Because if not, Facebook will be on fire Saturday night. Huh? Dude. Woo. If LSU loses, dude, there's going to be smoke coming from Meta. What's, what's that smoke coming from California? A bomb or something? Nah, dude, that's, just, that's the servers. That's the Facebook servers. LSU lost. Oh, okay, my bad. They better take some preventative measures if, if that happens, dude. They better get some security guards around BK's house. Might burn that thing down. But I think LSU has a good shot at winning. Yesterday, I was, I, was um, I, you know, I, I told you before, I have a smart TV. Uh, here at the office, I have a, a Roku TV, and there's a ton of smart channels. I call them smart channels. So if you, if you connect your TV to the internet. There's just, there's a bunch of free channels. And there was, I think it was a Fox sports channel that I was watching yesterday and it was some random podcast. And he was talking about college football playoffs. And he was talking about LSU really being a dark horse, 
late in the season. And he had some positive things to say that, you know, they were, they were coming along and they could be making some moves. But I do have my LSU shirt on today. I look good in purple and gold, don't I? <laughs> so we got LSU, Alabama. That's our question of the day. And look, most people said LSU, which, which I knew. But I mean, why wouldn't, why wouldn't I want to ask that question? I mean, that's, that's what everybody's talking about. Got to be in on in what everybody's talking about. Jeffrey says roll tide, though, but I know Jeffrey's a big, he's a big Cajuns fan. Myra says, duh, LSU. Winner says, play neck. Randy says, LSU. Isabel says, LSU. Michelle says, LSU. Paul says, roll tide. Sean says, let's go, Tigers. Dawn says, LSU. And most people say in LSU, and that's okay. Ray on the Facebook Live says, Roll Tide. Had a couple of Roll Tiders also today, too. But LSU-Alabama kickoff is 645. That game is on CBS Saturday night. And then the Saints have the Chicago Bears on Sunday in the Superdome. And that is a noon kickoff. And let me check my schedule. Yeah, that's going to be on CBS. I, I hope we can get past the Bears. You know, the Saints are another team that if we put the pieces together and, and get back on track, we still can make some noise. I'm still trying to make some lemonade, okay? I'm adding a little sugar, squeezing a few more lemons in the pitcher. I'm still trying to make some lemonade. But if you listen to the show, you know I'm really upset about this season. And I'm normally not that pessimistic about the Saints. Even when others are pessimistic, I try to be optimistic. Like, I, I, I really do. I know this year, Derek Carr had a few new pieces to the puzzle, but our schedule was so easy. Our schedule, so easy, it was there for the taking. Now, we still, we still have an opportunity. I think we can beat the Bears. Vikings, they don't have Kirk Cousins anymore. I think there's some opportunity there. I hope we can win on the bye week. Then we play at Atlanta. That's winnable. Detroit, you know, Detroit, I got a, I have a question mark on, on Detroit. Panthers, should. Giants, eh. Rams, they might cheat their way to a win. We got to beat Baker Mayfield, dude. We can't let him do the Dougie on the field. There, there's no way. We got to beat Baker Mayfield. I can't believe he beat us in our own house. And then we have the Falcons at home. We still, we still have a chance. Also, Cajuns are on the road. Uh, they are taking on Arkansas State. That is a 2 o'clock kickoff for the Cajuns. And also locally, John Melvin University and Crowley, the Millers, they are on the road, their final game of the season. They're in Pineville at Louisiana Christian, so good luck to the Millers. If you want to learn more about the Millers and what they're doing at John Melvin University, you can go to millers-athletics.com. But they're giving a lot of local athletes a, a second chance. I like what they're doing, and I don't mean second chance like in a bad way, but maybe there are some local athletes that didn't make it to Division two, Division one, whatever that you know. This this is uh, it's a great program they have going over there, and it's it's all sports. And also high school football. It's the last week of high school football. Maybe you got a kid playing. There might be a lot on the line tonight. I know for Church Point, it's Church Point and Iota. Bears are playing at home. If the Bears get a win, district champs again. So good luck to all area high school teams. Today again, Friday, November 3rd. Today is officially National Sandwich Day. You know what happens when you get off of work tonight, right, Kings? Huh? Right, fellas? It's National Sandwich Day, man. Better make, tell mama to make you a sandwich when you get back, dude. <laughs> that's, that's why National Sandwich Day celebrated. Better have a sandwich waiting for me when I get home. I'm kidding. But today is National Sandwich Day, though. <laughs> Gotta make me a sandwich. Uh, what else we got this morning? Oh, I saw this, too. This is pretty cool. 
There is a documentary that talks about the rise of Armand Mondo Duplantis. Man, he's, I, I guess, probably considered one of the greatest pole vaulters ever. And, and this, this, this kid, I call him a kid, he's known around the world. Lafayette native and filmmaker Brennan Robidoux. Saw them, something special in Mondo when he was still at Lafayette High. And then from then, Robidoux decided to take a leap of faith documenting Mondo's journey as one of the greatest track and field stars to ever do it. Robidoux says Mondo was kind of an anomaly. Also, Robidoux talked about the inspiration for the documentary, saying the documentary series that I uh, like are about people that are really good at something and are passionate about something that not many people know about. So that's very cool that they were able to document that. And Mr. Robodeau reached out to Mondo when he was 17 to see if he would be interested. Seven years, multiple world records later, the documentary is finished and it's called Born to Fly. And the documentary will, will premiere at the Britannia Theater on Sunday, November 5th, this Sunday at 745 for the New Orleans Film, Film Festival. Another screening will be on November 18th for the Southern Screen Film Festival in downtown Lafayette. And it will be held at the Acadiana Center for the Arts at 645. That's pretty cool. Blake says on the Facebook Live, his brother played baseball at LSU, one of the top players and hitters. Yep. Also, Dono on the Facebook Live says early voting starts today through November 11th. Go vote. Yep. Go and cast that vote. Boy, the Lafayette Mayor President's heating up. Saw a lot of commercials uh, with, what's her name? Uh, is it Monique Blanco Boulay? You know, I live in Church Point, man. It's, uh, we just care about police jurors. You know, who's going to bring some rocks? Who's going to smooth out the gravel road, dig the ditch? I mean, that, those, are, those are policies that we hold near and dear to our heart. But no, man, like it's like she's um, she's coming with it, dude. She's slinging on the commercials. It's like I want to see what what um, Josh Guillory's going to come back with. Brent says Chris Logan for Church Point Mayor, dude. I got to wait till twenty twenty seven for that. Um, the the current mayor, my friend Mayor Spanky, he uh, is in his fifth year, so I'd have to maybe run against the man in twenty twenty seven. Can you imagine with all I do to run for uh, mayor of Church Point? See, I'm not sure if I want to go, uh, you know, police juror, councilman, then mayor, or I just go straight for it all, you know? I, 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 I don't know if I want to be that guy that, that, you know, people call to get their ditches dug. If I'm going to go in, I'm going to go in. <laughs> Tanner says, Chris Logan, 2024. <laughs> It'll be 2027. And also, real quick, too, congratulations to the UL water ski team, man. You know, that's, that, there's a lot of sports around. I know that football, baseball, basketball, a lot of the major sports, they get most of the headlines, they get most of the time, but there's a lot of different sports. And there's been a lot of success over the past years for Louisiana's water ski team. And they won four championships. And they just recently won another one. So congratulations to them. They won their fourth straight water ski championship. I saw that this morning on KATC.com. Years back, I think after they won their first one, when I was in radio, I had a chance to uh, interview some of the skiers. And, and it, was, it was a pretty big deal. Or they had it, I think they were hosting some big event. They might have been hosting the championship, if I remember right, or maybe some kind of regional deal. But uh, pretty cool. Congratulations. Also, this weekend, too, I mean, other than LSU, Alabama, the time changes. How y'all feeling about that? Sunday at 2 a.m., it goes back to 1 a.m. We fall back, and we gain an hour. More light in the morning, more darkness in the afternoon. I saw a few memes about it yesterday. I forgot what it was. It was like, goodbye, sunlight, hello, darkness. <laughs> I forgot what it was. 
And uh, it, it, it's true. I'm, I'm not a big fan of this. I'm really not. I don't like the sun going down early. I mean, by 5 o'clock, dude, it's getting dark. It's almost like, let's just pick one and stick with it. Ray says, I thought Biden signed an order to stop that. Dude, no, there's been, there was a lot of talk about that. Probably what happened is there wasn't enough, uh, there wasn't enough attached to the bill, right? Where somebody's hands got greased, there wasn't enough attached to that bill for them to move it through. Something as simple as, as changing the time or, or having us not change the time, that can't get passed through. They'd have put some kind of some you know something else on that bill. It would have it, it would have passed through. They would have signed off on that. But how do people feel about it? Seventy percent of people say they do not like it, and they think that changing clocks back is a waste of time. Having to change clocks back clocks back or or forward. But you know, nowadays, it, it's not as tough to change the time. You know, years back, dude, you had to change your alarm clock to make sure you were up. You, know, you actually had to turn your clocks back. Now, more than likely, most people, their alarm is their phone. Your phone changes automatically, your computer, your TV, all the electronics, all that stuff, that changes automatically. The microwave, the oven, the clock in the bathroom that you might have. You, you old lady might just have a pretty one in the bathroom. It might just be there to be pretty. It might still be on, on uh, daylight saving time from years back. You might finally be catching up on it. But there are a few things you got to manually change. The microwave, the oven, and probably the vehicle. Maybe some vehicles now change automatically, some don't. That's another thing you have to change but it's going to be automatically done on our phone, on our devices. But I'm not excited about that. I'm, I'm not a big fan of this time of year and it getting dark early. And some people are, and that's cool. Like Blake said, I get to, I get to bed earlier. Love it. Nighttime is peaceful. But nighttime, like nighttime is longer. You know, with the sun staying out longer, if you work late, you still get to come home, maybe do some stuff outside, cut your grass, maybe practice some baseball in the yard with your kid. Now, dude, by the time you walk out of work, dark, darkness falls. <laughs> and how do you feel about politics? That's something else in a story I saw today. By the way, it's 819, 43 degrees, listening to the Power Hour here, Planet Radio 106.7. How do you feel about politics? According to Pew Research, Americans' views of politics and elected officials are super negative. 65% of Americans say they always or often feel exhausted when thinking about politics. Just 10% of Americans in this research said they always or often feel hopeful about politics. So just 10% are hopeful. 65% feel exhausted. <laughs> are you in that 65%? I am. And it's just, it's just, it's very exhausting. It really is. And nowadays, man, there's, there's, such a, there's such a line there when it comes to politics, when it comes to party, when it comes to, when it comes to everything nowadays. There's, such, there's, a, there's a line. If you're this, you're that. If you're that, you're this. You might not be that. You could be this. They might think you're this, they, but, but you're that. Tough, man, with politics nowadays. Also saw this, too. Remember the name Sam Bakeman Freed, the founder of the cryptocurrency trading platform FTX, who was found guilty yesterday of misappropriating billions in investor funds. 
misappropriating. That's what they call it. <laughs> misappropriating. Ah, not funneling, not washing money, not anything like that. Misappropriating. There you go. The company's collapse last November shocked investors and marked a low point in the so-called crypto winter. And there was a lot of people on board with that, dude. Like, they, FTX was sponsoring what I think, like, uh, I think they had a couple, maybe uh, arenas named after them. You know, Tom Brady was part of it. There was uh, a lot of um, entertainers, you know, Hollywood people that were on board with this. Then, poof. But Sam Bankman-Fried was accused of defrauding customers by using billions of their deposits to cover losses at his investment firm, Alameda Research. The scheme led to the abrupt evaluation of the company's proprietary token and the evaporation of almost $32 billion in value on the exchange. He will be sentenced on March 28th and faces a maximum of 115 years in jail. Probably won't get that much. Sam Bankman-Fried took the stand in his own defense, a strategy that experts say may have harmed him after he came off as defensive during the cross-examination. But he'll go to jail. He, I mean, and he'll go to cupcake jail, right? I mean, that's where he's going to go. But nonetheless... He was found guilty. 822, going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with the second half of the, of the Power Hour. What do we have coming up? Got a bruh, you knew that? Think about this. Do you know Shaggy's real name? Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. You know his real name? Got a couple uh-uh stories. One, a man driving a forklift arrested after a slow chase through a park. Not a high-speed chase, slow chase. One of them O.J. Simpsons. Also, a new Beatles song. Did you hear that? Now and then. Little Mid Middle Eastern news. Also got this. A dad says his kids got sauce packets while trick-or-treating. A little bit about Yellowstone. Who gossips more men or women? And this other uh -uh story. A woman arrested after running onto the tarmac. I'll tell you why she was running. It's coming up in the second half of the Power Hour here on Planet Radio 106.7. Blake says, hate politics, especially lobbyists. Lobbyists, uh, blame for it all. Yep, you can throw a lot of blame on the lobbyists, dude. Money. It all comes down to money. I, I hate to say it. I don't want you to think I'm a crazy person, right? Because you know I like a good conspiracy. I'm, I'm, I'm not hating on it. But you're right, dude. It's the, it's, it's the money. It's the lobbyists. It's all that stuff. You know, it's, um, I, I, I read a couple stories and, and, um, now saw a couple videos, podcasts, and it was about, you know, no matter who is in Washington, you know, there's, there's just, there's so much else that it, it's so hard to change it, right? It's just, it's, it's so hard to change it, whether it's like assistance that's been there for a while um, you know, all that stuff, like no matter who's elected, it's, just, it's all the same. You know what I want to say? Crap. Blake says it's a business completely. Hate to say. I mean, a different kind of business. Because, you know, when, when DJT got in there, love him or hate him, right? Whatever, love him or hate him. I mean, dude tried to change things. And, and what happened, dude? He got painted as what? Racist, misogynist. Like, I mean, you name it. They tried to get him. They're still trying to get him. Because he wasn't part of the good old boys group, man. They, like, you get, you get part of the good old boys group. He wasn't. He was trying to expose a lot of that. And they had to take him down. But it's, um, I mean, I, I think you're 100% right, man. It's just, and, and you know, what, what did that story say? Like 65% of people are just tired of politics? Blake, you're right. He was a successful business owner, fixing it like he would a business. Yep. All right, so we're back inside the power hour. 
Got to say thanks to our morning show sponsors, too. Mandez's Seafood Bar and Grill is the official restaurant of the morning show. They have the Lafayette location on Doucet. They have the Youngsville location on Chemin Metairie. November 15th, by the way, that's fried chicken day during the month of November. And also, it's hard to believe, Thanksgiving's here. Happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas, y'all. Happy New Year. But Mandez's and Jeff, they're cooking for Thanksgiving. If you don't want to cook, he can. Fried turkey. Smoked and sliced brisket or spiral ham. That's the meats. Then they got through all the sides. Eggplant shrimp dressing on dewy corn mokshu, green bean casserole, collard greens. They got rolls and bread pudding. He got it all. So if you don't feel like messing with any of that, or you can't, it's okay if you can't. Jeff can do it for you. You go to their website, mandezesgrill.com. You know, depending if you live around the Lafayette location, the Youngsville location, you can call and order in advance. And also, we got to say thanks to Cajun Coatings. Kyle over at Cajun Coatings, CajunCoatings.com, K-A-J-U-N-K-O-A-T-I-N-G-S. That is the website. There you can see some of the work that Kyle does. Graphene, ceramic coating. He can get your vehicle protected. New vehicle, old vehicle. He showed me a picture. He was working on an older vehicle. And I said, bro, I said, there's no way that you're going to. He's like, oh, yeah. And he showed me some pictures yesterday of what he did with that old vehicle. Look, it was an old vehicle that was sitting under a tree for years and years and years and years. You know what happens if you ever seen a vehicle sitting under a tree? It has like all that sap. It has all those black marks, whatever it is, pollen just caked on there. And I said, man, there's no way. He said, wait. That thing looked brand new when he showed me the pictures yesterday. He can work some magic, man, whether it's an old vehicle, a new vehicle, professional detailing over at Cajun Coatings. And also the official tire shop of the morning show. That is Acadiana Tire. 214 West Canal Street in Church Point, AcadianaTire.com. If your tires are getting slick, go and see Big Hick. The oil is getting slick, or oil is getting tick, sorry, go and see Big Hick. He'll take care of it. If your vehicle is making a sound, tick, tick, tick. Go and see Big Hick. He can do that for you, too. What else can I throw out today? If your inspection sticker, if it doesn't stick, go and see Big Hick. He'll get you a new one. Right? He'll do all that for you. Over at Acadiana Tire. I know, I know Big Hick's ready for that LSU-Alabama game. And I know 110% he's pulling for LSU. Big Hick's a big LSU fan. He always gives me a hard time for not being being that big of an LSU fan. We always kind of joke around with each other about that. But LSU, Alabama, that is our question of the day today. If you haven't answered it, that's on our Planet Radio Facebook page. Also on my Chris Logan Facebook page or text in your answers, 337-227-0365. Our bro, you knew that today? Do you know Shaggy's real name? And, and if you would ask, if you would have asked me that in a question, like if I'd have been on a game show or something, name Shaggy's real name, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. I couldn't have named it. But then when I read it this morning, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what it is. Norval Rogers. That's Shaggy's real name. There you go. Little bro, you knew that today. If you want to get somebody on some kind of question today, there you go. Got an uh uh-uh story. We have two actually coming up today. One of two, a Sacramento man driving a forklift arrested after a slow speed chase through a neighborhood. And he was on one of those little ones too, just those little small ones that run on propane. And probably got that little knob on the steering wheel for you to turn it. That's what he was on. He was on one of those. And he was pulling an OJ, man. He was going through a Sacramento neighborhood very slow. He just wasn't in a white Bronco. He was in a forklift. Happened overnight. Dude was driving that forklift through a Sacramento neighborhood and onto a bike trail. And it ended with his arrest. Wayne Mathern was taken into custody for evading and resisting arrest and vandalism. The situation unfolded just before midnight when officers saw a forklift driving down a main road in Sacramento. Officers tried to make a traffic stop, but the forklift driver continued along the road. According to police, they say, yes, he's clearly not going to stop. So I guess we'll just call it a pursuit. That's what they said over the radio. 
The slow-speed pursuit continued as the driver navigated through the River Park neighborhood at about 10 miles per hour. Sirens blared through the night. Residents in the area took to social media to look up what was unfolding and also listen to the police scanner. What's going on, y'all? I don't know. Open up Facebook. Let's see. Somebody got to be posting about it. They might have had like a, maybe a neighborhood group. What's going on, y'all? I don't know. There's some man driving through the neighborhood on a forklift, very slow. One officer asked, quote, what's the industry standard runtime for a full propane tank on a forklift? Not very long, someone else responded. Neighbor said, quote, we were looking out our window. We could see what looked like a forklift going fairly slow, just kind of cruising casually down our street. And then there were seven cop cars behind it, says Chelsea Lieber. Jennifer Blake laughed as she recalled learning why the sirens were going off. She says, I'm sorry, it's just funny. And a forklift, I had no idea it would be a forklift, end quote. Police said the driver ran through a chain link fence and then continued onto a bike trail where he eventually became disabled. And Mr. Mathern was then taken into custody. It was not immediately clear how he gained access to the forklift or whether it was stolen. Oh man. That's what I was waiting for the story where he got that dude. If he was mad at work, maybe he was working at the plant. Maybe he was working at the warehouse. Somebody peed him off. And he said, I'm, I'm gone. Oh crap. I didn't drive to work. My old lady dropped me off. How am I going to leave? Took off in a little forklift full of propane too. (laughs) He's just trying to get home, man. That's all he's trying to do. See, and I tell you, sometimes whenever we get to these stories, I I don't read the whole thing. So sometimes they can be very anticlimactic. Sometimes it's a grand slam. Sometimes it's a bunt. Sometimes they hit just a single. But, like, I want a real reaction whenever I'm reading these stories. So that's why I don't read them beforehand. So some might be good. Some might be bad. You just got to roll with the punches when you listen to the Power Hour. Also, this, too, uh, this was one of the top trending things today. The final rock song from the Beatles was released yesterday. Did you hear that? It's called Now and Then. And there are some AI-enhanced vocals from John Lennon. I mean, it's, it's pretty good. It sounds like a Beatles song. The Beatles, according to the story, the best-selling artist in music history, having shipped more than 180 million albums. John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, Ringo Starr, nominated for 21 Grammys in the span of six years, beginning in 1965. The group broke up in 1970. John Lennon killed by an angry fan in 1980. And the new song was originally written by John Lennon in 1977, surfaced in 1994 by Paul McCartney but it was put on the shelf due to John Lennon's voice being muffled by a piano. But it's 2023. There's new technology. And new technology allowed John Lennon's vocals to be isolated and enhanced to a point of being usable. But if you want to check it out, maybe you're a Beatles fan or you just want to hear it, it's called Now and Then. You can search for it or go to YouTube and you can hear it that way. 834 Power Hour is rolling on. Planet Radio 106.7. One of the big headlines coming out of the Middle East. This is happening later today. And a lot of people are wondering what Hezbollah chief Hassan Nasrallah will say as he makes his first public speech on the Israeli-Hamas war. Some are saying that the speech is likely to indicate the group's next moves. This story I'm reading here is from the BBC. And this has raised some fears that the area could become another front in the conflict. And that maybe Hezbollah will join in on the fight. Now what's funny is, even this story from the BBC, 
The web story starts with Hassan Nasrallah, the leader of the Lebanese Shia Islamist group Hezbollah, is expected to address his followers on Friday in his first public comment since the Israel-Hamas war broke out. You know, and it's and it's weird how some people label it. See, like right there in the story, Israel-Hamas war broke out. In the headline, they say Israel-Gaza war. For me, that's two, it's two completely different things. Maybe I'm thinking wrong on that, but I call it the Israel-Hamas war. But then also, what was kind of funny in the, in the BBC is that Hezbollah has been labeled a terrorist group by the Arab League and also by the United States and most of the West. They didn't even call them that in the story, though. The Lebanese Shia Islamist group. They're, they're, they're a terrorist group. And they were labeled as such. But this story and most stories, not saying that. I guess they don't want to upset people. But some are saying what he has to say will have a lot to do with what's going on in the conflict there. And I think it's supposed to be 3 o'clock Israel time. Which, uh, oh man, I want to say they might be, what, six or seven hours um, ahead of us. So that would be at some time, some point this morning, I guess. Don't quote me on that. I'm not the smartest dude in the room, but I, I, I think it's somewhere around there. Also saw this. A dad says his kids got sauce packets while trick-or-treating. Like I laughed out loud when I read that this morning. <laughs> what y'all got? Oh, dude, I got this little packet of ketchup. I got some grape jelly. And I got this little thing of soy sauce, man. What am I supposed to do with that? Break out the chicken nuggets, dog. Let's eat. But a father in California says his kids went trick-or-treating. Someone gave him sauce packets instead of candy. Heinz ketchup they got. They got yellow mustard. They got barbecue sauce. They got Taco Bell hot sauce. They got sriracha. They got honey. They got McDonald's grape jam. They got soy sauce, and they got hoisin sauce. Is that how you say it? The dad found it amusing, though. He said, quote, single-serving sauce packets were recycled as treats. And he said whoever gave them out had a good sense of humor. Someone joked that the sriracha was a score because there's a shortage of that. Another person said that his son came home with a packet of Southwest Airline pretzels. (laughs) But he still had eight pounds of candy. And they still don't know who is the house where they got the sauce packets. Lauren says on the Facebook Live that she gave out Pop-Tarts one year. Dude, that's awesome. I love me some Pop-Tarts. I really do. Uh, My favorite Pop-Tarts are the strawberry ones. And we talked about this on the Power Hour before. I don't know what came up. Maybe is when we talked about the pumpkin spice Pop-Tarts. And we talked about Pop-Tarts, whether you like them out the toaster or just out the box. And I'll take them out the box all day, every day. I don't like a hot Pop-Tart. I just like them. I like them out the pack. Scott says, I'd go back next year. Why not? You know, two things could have happened there. Maybe one, the guy was maybe didn't have much money to go and buy anything. Or maybe he forgot. It's like, oh, dang, dude, it's Halloween. Trick-or-treating them damn kids are going to be coming and I don't have anything. What do I do? Went straight to the junk drawer. Even they, they, got, they even have junk drawers in California. And straight to the junk drawer, he opened up that little, you know, you know we all have those um, in, in the door of your refrigerator. I don't know, the little tray with the cover that you don't use much, but that's where you throw in all your old sauces and stuff like that if they need to be refrigerated. He opened that up. He said, it's on. Dude started putting that in his bag. Might have grabbed like maybe a little travel size toothpaste. He just went through the house and said, what don't I need? That's what these kids are getting. <laughs> but that's, that's pretty funny. And there's a picture of the hall too. There it, there it is. Grape jam, little barbecue sauce, hind sauce. But I wonder how much this cat had, dude. I mean, to be handed it out, how much he had. And there's some frugal people. Look, there's some frugal people that will, will take these packets of ketchup, mustard, jelly, and use them. 
I know someone that used to like take the ketchup packets and then fill up his ketchup bottle with those packets from, from McDonald's. Save them a good two bucks, you know? Like, sometimes with things like that, you, I, I, I look at it in time. Okay, I'm not rich by any means. I'm not, but I look at it like, is it worth my time? Do I go buy a new $2, $3 bottle of Heinz? It could be seven, eight bucks now. I don't know. My wife goes grocery shopping. I don't do that much. But with, you know, we're in Build Back Better, so you know, things cost more. I mean, ketchup could be seven, eight dollars, but back when ketchup was two, three dollars, what are you gonna do? You're gonna you're gonna sit there for 30 minutes and start squeezing these little packets into your ketchup bottle, or just just go buy go buy a new one. It's not like that's not worth it to me. But to some people it is. Tomato, tomato. Fill your own ketchup bottle. If you're a fan of Yellowstone. You may want to listen up. You may have seen this. The final episodes of Yellowstone are not coming out for another year. According to stories, the conclusion of Yellowstone Season 5 will premiere in November of 2024. Also, a new prequel called 1944 and a modern-day spinoff called 2024 are also in the works. If you're a fan, you probably know Kevin Costner will not be a part of it. Also, there could be another spinoff to Paramount Plus called 6666. There's a bunch of spinoffs of Yellowstone. But is there, when, it, when watching your favorite series or shows, If there's a big gap, does it turn you off a little bit? Or, or, or are you still waiting like in suspense and excitement for it to come, even though it's like a year later? And if it's something you really like, you'll, you'll wait. And, and I think they know that. And I think they could be building up with the end of, of Yellowstone, season five, coming out November 2024. Because you know there was one series I was waiting on, and that was for the new season of The Righteous Gemstones. And COVID had messed that up. COVID messed a lot of stuff up. But they couldn't film. What was it? Season three of Righteous Gemstones? And I think we have to wait a year, if not more, for that. And it was worth it. And it's like you almost forget about it. And then when it comes out, oh, yeah, here it is, it's coming, you get all excited again. But probably what's happening now, they're doing Yellowstone on CBS. That plays every Sunday night, and I know this because I still watch Big Brother. Yeah, I know, I'm weird. Which Big Brother's pretty good. Still one of my favorite reality competition TV shows. But now Big Brother would play at 9 o'clock on Sunday because of Yellowstone, that would play before it. So what I'm thinking is, since they put Yellowstone on CBS, they're going to let that run through, and then boom. Then they're going to come next year, November 24th, with Season 5 of Yellowstone. And I haven't watched Yellowstone. A lot of people tell me I need to watch it. And I guess I would have time to watch it if Season 5, the finale, or whatever it's going to be, will not premiere until November of 2024. Like, you like Sopranos? I'm like, yep, Like you would like Yellowstone. From what I hear, it's like a gangster Western movie. I remember putting it on one time when it was on Paramount. Dude, and I heard all the F-bombs. I'm like, wait a minute, Cowboys curse like this? Apparently they do, man. Don't mess with Rip, dude. Or what's his, uh, what's his wife's name, dude? Um, Bonnie or something like that? Rip and... Um... Oh, dude, see, I don't, I don't watch it. But see, I knew Rip way before y'all knew Rip. If you ever watch Goodwill Hunting? Rip was Matt Damon's friend. Love Goodwill Hunting. So that's a great late 90s movie. Maybe like, oh, dude, you're right. Maybe you didn't know that. That's before Rip was Rip. <laughs> Beth, there you go. Thank you, Scott, on the Facebook Live. I knew it was a B. 
845, Power Hour rolling on, Planet Radio 106.7. Who gossips more, men or women? A study out of England found that men gossip as much as, if not more than women. What do y'all think? Scott says dazed and confused. Yep, too. 33% of men gossip every day or almost every day compared to just 26% of women. At the shop, well, after y'all get that first cup of coffee, y'all in the shop, you didn't, y'all didn't crank up yet, start, start talking. Oh, yeah, bro, yesterday I told Brandon to, to move that pallet. Now, look, look, I tell him every day to do something. Dude never does anything. The other day, told him to save that, uh, that other pallet on the shelf. He never did. Oh, hey, hey, Brandon. Think you can move that pallet today? Oh, yeah, I'm going to get to it, boss. But men gossip more than women. The researchers also found that men gossip about work, politics, and other highbrow topics less than 5% of the time unless women are present. Then the proportion of male conversation devoted to sounding impressive increases 15 to 20%, and men spend much more time than women talking about themselves. So dudes talk more about themselves than ladies do. And also got this uh-uh story. I told you that we had two today. A woman arrested after running onto the tarmac at Canberra Airport. I believe this was in Australia. <laughs> Why? A woman has been arrested after allegedly running onto the tarmac at Canberra Airport in an apparent attempt to stop the flight from leaving without her. Uh-uh, y'all ain't gone without me. Stop, she was waving it down. Hey, uh-uh. Of course, the ordeal was captured on camera as the woman allegedly ran past airport security onto the tarmac and under the plane, waving at the pilot to let her on. The woman was arrested by Australian Federal Police on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. There's pictures of her right here, just right on the tarmac. Straight Karen did. What, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to haul that little, what is it, dude, them steps that are attached to that vehicle? Oh, my bad, lady. We're, we're coming. And, then, and let her walk up. Witnesses watched from the gate as the incident unfolded, and they were surprised that no one stopped her. guy named Dennis Billick, who recorded the incident, told Nine News, people were a bit flat-footed. They didn't seem to know what to do. That was the weird part. We were thinking, is anyone going to stop her? Another witness, Simon Hales, says, quote, she's trying to yell at the pilot. She's trying to get his attention and jump up. It was bizarre. Hales took to Facebook, of course, after the incident to express his concern said a lady who had missed her flight clearly thought she could still catch it. She pushed past the staff at the door, ran down on the tarmac, and ran up to the plane. Luckily, the pilot was warned or spotted her and killed the engine. Flights at the airport were delayed for about 10 minutes. All operations have now returned to, to normal, he says on Facebook. The AFP said it would provide more details at an appropriate time, and an investigation has been launched. Uh, excuse me, sir. Y'all left me. Uh, can can you put down the steps? I'm going to go ahead and jump in. <laughs> I mean, that's not a way to get on a plane, even if you missed it. You don't want to run onto the tarmac, dude. You're going to miss the next one and the next one because you're going to be in jail. Something not, not, you're not supposed to do. 850. Planet Radio 106.7, getting close to the end of the show. Let's, before we wrap up, go to our question of the day. It's an easy one today, LSU or Alabama. Oh, I wanted to share this with you. I, I, I scrolled through Facebook this morning and looking at hashtag Bama hate week. <laughs> Dude. This one was one of the best ones that I saw. It says, and it's a meme of Sam Elliott just looking back with, with like this sad, crying look on his face. 
And the meme says, we were so poor growing up. My dad, my my dad had to keep my sister pregnant so we could have fresh milk roll tide. Bama hate week is pretty good. Bruh. Come on, man. Uh, let's see. Hang on. Let me go. Uh, let me go to our question of the day. And see if we have any any more answers. I got a good bit on my page. Taylor says LSU. Betty says LSU. Scooter says definitely not Aldabama. Aladama, I guess maybe. Sean says LSU. Gerald says Roll Tide. Debbie says LSU. Jason says LSU. So it seems for the most part, everybody's saying LSU. Sean, LSU. Now, I know my friend Adrian. Adrian is a big Alabama fan, and he says Roll Tide, all caps. Matt says neither. Darla says definitely LSU, but win or lose, it will definitely be a great game. Go Tigers. Justin says, LSU fans stuck a finger in that Alabama guy's booty. That dude, that, that video is funny as well. But I don't know why that, that this meme got me this morning. We were so poor growing up, my dad had to keep my sister pregnant so we could have fresh milk roll tide. <laughs> Tomorrow morning, I'm going to do the 90s Rock Rewind. If you want to check that out, that's at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Thanks to Bryce Godwin, the Louisiana car guy. At Acadiana Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, tomorrow we will go to the year 1994. And I got the Billboard Rock chart here. That's what we do, do during the 90s Rock Rewind. I take a year from the 90s. It can be anything from like 90 to 99. And then whatever week we're in, I look at the Billboard Rock chart, and we count down most times the top 12 songs, however many we can fit in the hour. But tomorrow morning, going to hear from Veruca Salt, Liz Fair, Green Day, Pumpkins, Toad the Wet Sprocket, Cranberries, Nirvana, STP, The Offspring, even Dinosaur Jr. tomorrow. Feel the Pain is on the countdown. I, I kind of forgot about that song a little bit. And then when I pulled it up for the show tomorrow morning, I'm like, yeah, that, that one's going to go in the playlist. Also, REM's What's the Frequency, Kenneth, was on the countdown too. And that was something we don't have in the playlist. I'm going to have to get in there as well. And that song was about uh, two guys that attacked uh, Dan Rather. What was it, in the, in the 80s, mid-80s in New York? And they kept asking him, Kenneth, what's the frequency? And that's where R.E.M. got that song. Well, we're coming back with the final hour of the show. 311, Coldplay, got some Sugar Ray, Offspring, Dishwala. White Town, going to throw in some stain next hour, too. So we got some great 90s and 2000s rock coming up. I'm going to have to go back and search that hashtag, Bama Hate Week, and see, and see what else I can find. Dude, I was laughing out loud this morning. I'm like, that, that's one of the best ones that I've seen. If, if you have any on Facebook or you're doing any, tag me. I, I thoroughly enjoy laughing, and if it makes me laugh, Tag me on social media. Would appreciate that. So the final hour coming up. Thanks for hanging out inside the Power Hour. Planet Radio 106.7.